Welcome to the Strategy Story Podcast, a show for, well, basically anyone interested in those real stories of people making it happen and making a difference in work and business. We're here to bring you some seriously cutting-edge thoughts from the worlds of strategy and storytelling. So if you're looking to improve your comms and your business story, or you want tips on leadership and culture, you're seeking strategy advice, or help on leading people through change, keep listening. I'm Kate Hooper, co-founder of Strategy Story, and we are inviting you into our community. So sit back, listen up, and join us. Hi, folks. So here we are again, Kate and Donald, back again, still on our podcasting journey. And today, very appropriately, we have Colin Gray, the founder of Alitu and the podcast host, which is great because we, as you know, are doing this podcast in partnership with Colin and his business. And it's an experiment for us because we're all about how to get your story out there. And for us, it's all in the power of the voice, the real human connection and podcasting does that superbly for us. There we go. How is that for Excellent. introduction? Oh, A plus. Amazing. A plus. Yeah. <laughs> the 19 rehearsals were worth that. <laughs> it was only one actually. <laughs> yeah. It'd be great to talk this through, like how you're finding it and stuff. Yeah. Both of you. So yeah. How, how have you found the podcast so far? Have you found the experience of, you know, setting it up, planning it out and then actually running it itself? Well, I would like to throw that one to the professor, first of all, if that's okay, because hands up, of course, I've got a background in broadcasting and and a little bit of podcast making. So I want to hear from you, first of all, Donald, how have you found it? Well, it's been clear that I don't have a background in broadcasting or podcast making. And the executive summary is I've really enjoyed it. I've loved it, actually. It's great. There's something about the conversations that... that and when you hear them back without wishing to sound like a complete narcissist, it's not, it's not listening to me. It's listening to the conversation itself between people. I think they're just fantastic. It's been a lot less scary and much, much richer than I had imagined it would be. Yeah, brilliant. It's a funny, have you found, it's a funny thing, I think, when you, you're the interviewer, so you're asking the questions, you're, you're trying to draw some great stuff out of the guest, but then you listen back to the same one and you realise... Oh, I'm like, I'm learning twice as much because you, you kind of hear back and you were listening at the time. It's not you were ignoring them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you kind of, you get so much more from a re-listener as well. It's weird that I always find. Well, it's so interesting you should say that actually, because work that I did many years ago, the, the group of people I was working with were very into the voice and audio. Mm-hmm. And whenever we captured anything, the, the basic practice was listen mm-hmm. and then listen again. Yeah, and it's amazing how different the two listenings can be. I never yeah. thought about that. I think there's something so important in just the art of listening as well. You know, in terms of we're all like when we're at work or in business, or whatever, we're always in such a rush, and we've got these meetings, and they you know they happen quickly, and then they're over. Yeah. And so, what we do a lot. Uh, as a business is actually embrace that background that we've got or I've got in radio production where you're taking the voice and you're crafting into something. So we go into organizations and we do that. We go out and we record people and then we play them back 
in what we call like listening parties. So folk in a business will have to listen to what their colleagues are saying. We sit them all down and they're in a room. And That's then crazy have, talk. Listen to your yeah, colleagues. Yeah, exactly. Just listen. <laughs> and even just yesterday, so we, we practice what we preach. So even just yesterday in Strategy Story, Donald and I sat down and we strategy storied ourselves mm-hmm. and recorded ourselves and our story of how we've got to where we are with the business just now and where we're going to go. And we sent each other off into separate rooms, recorded it, and then sat down and listened to oh, that audio file again. Yeah. And it's so interesting when you do that, like you hear things in a very different way rather than being in that moment, mm. you know, where so much passes. And I hear you, like when we've watched, uh, when we've listened to the podcast and the last one that we did together, actually, Colin, we were off to do a session with a client. We listened to it in the car and there was so much in that podcast that we talked about and that we gained from hearing from you that we hadn't in that moment of recording that podcast because we listened back to it and it just felt like we'd learned so much more, really? you know, by that's, reflecting. Well, it's great to hear in the first place, but it shows how involved we are in conversations when we have them, isn't it? And like, as much as you try to be an active listener and all that, it's actually a really difficult skill. You, you always miss things. It's, it's almost like we should be recording all of our conversations. <laughs> eh? and that would be a boring life, wouldn't it? To I know. Back to all it might make strategy story go through the roof, though. That yeah. would be good. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but you, you can't leave it at that, though. You both listened to each other's recordings. Were there any surprises came out of that in terms of... What you guys are working on or Well, <laughs> interestingly, one of the questions that we always ask on the back of these recorders is, to quote uh, one of Donald's former colleagues, the late, great John Schotter, philosophist, a philosopher rather than a philosophist. Love that new word. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, we always ask a question. Funny what you hear back. Him. I know, exactly. I'll be, I won't be listening to this Philosopher, one. Philosopher, social theorist, mathematician, you name it, uh, yeah. real polymath, but... Uh, yeah, he was big on the voice. Yeah. And I, I just think it's amazing what it conveys. I have to say, I'm still kind of fascinated by your voice. There's a, it doesn't really matter in some senses what the words are. There's a quality in the voice that, that just the quality of it conveys so much. What state you're in, yeah. how relaxed you are, how open your other people. There's all kinds of stuff comes through that isn't the word. Yeah. And just to answer Colin's question there about, you know, what did we learn from that? And why I mentioned John Schotter is that his, his phrase, his question was always, what struck you, you know? And so Donald, what struck us from listening to ourselves yesterday? <laughs> I suppose the thing that, that, that struck me first was how similar our stories were actually. And, and you know, there were, Differences of detail, but but pretty much the big events in our development over the last six or seven years, it was just, it were common to both of us. You know, we both had alighted on the same things. When you sorry to jump in, when you say that, do you mean the story of strategy story yeah. building and growing? And so, was that your purpose? Was to record what your thought was, your experience was of the last five, six, seven years? Yeah, and we did it. We did it kind of individually and yeah. privately. Yeah, so yeah. that we so that it was like the real deal you're getting from each of us. And then we played them back to each other to just see how close we were and the way we were feeling and thinking about it. Uh And there is a point to that as well, because when you're developing strategy Mm -hmm. and I've learned this from the professor sitting here, (laughs) um, but when you're developing strategy, one of the first things that you do is you need to really articulate a really clear sense of challenge. And to get to that point, you actually need to diagnose what's going on. So storytelling is really important. So actually sitting and listening to our stories because we're thinking about where strategy goes from this point, strategy story goes from this point on and um, what, 
the future looks like and embracing all the different things that are happening out there in the environment as well and how we like make that really work for the business so it's kind of our step one of our strategy processes is sitting and listening and getting to a sense of really being able to be clear on articulating that challenge and I think yesterday really helped us um because as a business it's all going great and we're really really fortunate but of course there's challenges so getting on the same page with what those are is really important one of the one of the other things i think is key is the tone of voice reveals so much so you can tell when something really matters to somebody or when they're hesitant about something you, you just wouldn't get that on a document yeah yeah you, you know so it allows you it allows the conversation and this really is what emergence is all about an emergent strategy you you respond in the moment to things that are happening in the moment. If that was turned into an artifact like a document, mm. it's much 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 more difficult to do that. Yeah, it's. I mean, this is one of the biggest powers of media in general. So video does it too, but podcasting in particular is that that voice, the tone of voice. That it's it's not even just the tone, is it? You can utterly get a sense of what people are like from the way they talk. Like we can always tell, can't we? It's really hard to hide, especially. I think you can you can kind of hide a little bit of who you are and what you are if you're presenting to video for like five, 10 minutes. But if you're on a podcast interview or you're talking to, like we're talking here for half an hour or an hour, your your true kind of self comes out, your voice, your personality, your, your background, your culture, all that kind of stuff, which is the huge power of it because that's what connects you to the people who are listening, who then grow trust in you, grow a connection with you and then end up you know, working with you potentially if it's a marketing podcast. Oh, I mean, everything you have said there is just so spot on and just chimes so much with our thinking as well. Cause this, this is all about the human connection mm -hmm. to make things work, to drive action, to create, yeah. you know, you know, make things happen. Yeah. And that's the whole element of the story side of things. So heads up, the podcast for us is an experiment in our comm strategy, you know, because we don't just want to put out these sort of like you know dry social media posts and all these and of course they don't always have to be like that there's a ch that's a challenge in itself making that really really engaging but it is about you know we want to work with people who want to work with us and so mm -hmm. it's about folk hearing this and thinking actually I like her or I don't like her yeah. or whatever you know yeah. that's fine um and really kind of getting a sense of our ideas and our philosophy and all that kind of stuff and you just I just don't think you can do that in you know, really quick social media type sound bites and stuff yeah, like that. So, yeah. yeah. Or even in writing, like a, a kind of first impression of a lot of people have is your website, for example. Yeah. And it's really hard to actually put across a real personality, who the people are behind this brand on a website. So that's where the media comes in, I think. Without yeah. a doubt. So are there any, have, have there been many surprises so far in creating this? Like if, if people are out there listening and they're thinking about doing something similar themselves, what are the things that surprised you or the, the challenges you had along the way? Well, as, as a new expert in podcasting, I want to jump in here first. The Go thing that surprised me and Kate will no doubt have a very quick fire answer to this is how easy it is. Oh yeah, excellent. Yeah, but that's largely because I'm not doing most of the technical work. You're just turning up I'm just turning up and talking. It's like, wow, this is fantastic. I can't believe this. What an opportunity. I think, I think what's, I, just to build on what you've said there, it's, it's not necessarily how easy it is. It's more how enjoyable mm -hmm. it is. It's like so joyful. I find it so joyful to speak with the likes of yourselves and people who've got exceptional stories and just the opportunity to delve into those in more depth and get to the nub of things and figure out, you know, what makes that person tick. And also just like, 
it's like having a really good chat with your pals. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, that's how it feels for me. <laughs> I think for a lot of folks, well, it does take a bit of time to get used to being in front of a microphone. Mm. I think yeah. that kind of, there is something about taking a microphone out sometimes where people kind of clam up and it's just yeah. getting them over that hurdle of just, re- you know, helping them feel really comfortable in that. Yeah. Um, but I would also say from like a technical side of things, we wanted to get a podcast out the door from Strategy Story for years now. And it's always been um, something that just hasn't really been happening. And what our partnership with you has really, really enabled is actually the platforms there, the support from you there, the tech setups there. So that's been really, really good. And um, also we have a we have a producer, an intern, yeah. Martha, you're probably listening to this and you should be on this podcast. You're <laughs> going to be on the next one when we talk about this. Um, it's been amazing having her being able to like take what we've done and then edit it and turn it around. So like you can put in, pla- in, in place things to really help boost your podcasting. Um, but equally, I think if folk have really got the energy and appetite to do it, like you can just make it happen, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, there's, there's a, I mean, the, the tech is so much easier these days. Like there's so many, so fewer barriers in that. I mean, I'm not even just talk, try to plug our own stuff. Legality is there to help, but it's, there's so many different platforms there too. Um, different ways to do it. And even just the idea of everyone's got a phone in their pocket these days. Yeah. Not everyone, of course, but you know, most of us have, and we can record with that. The mics in them are really good actually. And just having a kind of I call it a going live mindset sometimes. Like you just actually go on there and you're as if you're on a radio show. There's no editing. You just get on there, you start talking and you do it rough and ready. You do it open and honest and you don't edit it at all. And you just put it out that way. And it's just a really quick and easy way to get it out. Um, And actually it has advantages. It's rougher, of course. The quality is not quite as good. It's not as polished, but... It's more you. It's like, it's really honest and raw, basically. Well, I just want to pick up on that point as well, because I think one of the things that's hindered us from putting out the podcast Mm -hmm. has been me. And that's partly because, you know, I started in broadcasting about 20 years ago. And uh, really, back then, you know, I'm sure everybody has different experiences, but really it was like, if you got, if you were going to get somebody on the radio, you had them in a studio, we called them a, a door or something like that on really good quality. And because I felt like I didn't really have that infrastructure within strategy story, I was like, I can't really do that. But actually the world's changed so much, mm. you know? And so I know that the technical quality of what I'm doing on the strategy side of things, not the ality side of things, <laughs> but the way I'm recording that isn't perfect. Yeah. But yeah. equally, I also thought, and Donald's been great because he's committed to this as well. Well, it's not going to be perfect, but just let's start doing it. Let's yeah, get it out there. And yeah. that is our strategy story philosophy of like, start small. It might not be perfect, but yeah. start something and get it done and get it out there and see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been like, I've had to really practice a little bit of what we preach on yeah. that one, to be honest, yeah. get over my own barriers. Excellent. Well, well, see, when you say get over my own barriers, mm. I, I think the other thing that, that, that has struck me and this one, so there's three of us in this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Strategy Story and Ali too, mm-hmm. we are in the same building about three doors along from yeah, one another. It yeah. It's the sense of kind of collaboration that this small act is building. Mm-hmm. And you just think of so many of the organisations we're in, which are much bigger than this building. So, I mean, the actual buildings are bigger than this building. Where do you have the same setup? Well, there's loads of people in different silos or departments or functions or yeah. bits who really don't know one another or know what they're doing mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. How easily you can crack that by doing this? Yeah. 
It's such a, it's actually a complete superpower running a podcast, like as an individual. Um, it's one of the most common touted advantages of doing a podcast is if you're just a person and you're uh, trying to get up and running in, a, in an industry, like you're, let's say you're a, co- a health and fitness coach um, and there's some real celebrities in your area. Having a podcast is that excuse to reach out to them and say, can I talk to you for half an hour? I'll get you on my show. Um, and people are much more likely to say yes to that. If it's if there's a real reason behind it, it's not just get half an hour of your time to pick your brains. Yep. But that's ex- that's essentially what it is. You get to go and talk to this person. But equally within an organisation, like you're talking about, like if you're a just an average person on a team somewhere, but you're kind of empowered to run a podcast for you take it on for a month or two months or whatever, then you go out and you talk to people. You find interesting people in your company and actually get their stories and get to know them and all that kind of stuff. And everybody listens yeah. and gets to know one another so yeah. much more quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's sure. funny you should mention that, oh, Colin. Really? Okay. Because <laughs> that's exactly what we do when we go in and we work in our partnerships with organisations. And when we're talking about building on this good stuff, it's going out there and gathering those stories of the things that are actually working and doing that across departments and across silos. And because at the end of the day, it's all about people and it's all about people working together. And we put ourselves in these little boxes of teams and departments and all that kind of stuff. And then that differentiates us from our colleagues in an organization. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's got to be like, there's got to be those um, boundaries for various different reasons. But e- equally, you know, in order to really help improve business processes, those folk have to know each other and work with each other and understand things from their perspectives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, break down myths about different teams and all that kind of stuff. So showcasing those really good stories of things going on, making it real and about the people who are actually delivering the work is such a powerful thing. So podcasting is brilliant for telling the story of your business externally. And as we are working together to do more of this, it's also brilliant for helping people work internally together and understand what's going on in a business. And also collaborate across organisations, yeah. Yeah, I think it's really it's quite exciting stuff because it would it would appear in the business world. I think the pendulum is swinging a little bit away from the focus on competition mm-hmm. and a little bit more towards a focus on collaboration. Really, uh, and so what does that actually mean? Well, it means more of this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. In practice, fascinating. Yeah, there's there's I. I mean, I come from a content background, like all of the stuff that I do these days comes from just writing blog posts and then creating podcasts and then creating videos and stuff like that. And there's so much collaboration in that area. So I love to hear that around like bigger business. Like it's so much more useful to actually work with somebody else who's got an audience and you both create something amazing together. And then you share it with both of your audiences and then both of you get a boost because nobody just listens to one thing or watches just one thing or reads just one thing. If they're interested in you, they're probably interested in this collaborator as well. So. This podcast is produced in association with Alitu. Alitu is a one-stop shop podcast maker tool offering call recording, audio cleanup, audio editing and publishing. If you want to start your own podcast, just like this one, go over to alitu.com. That's A-L-I-T-U.com and try out for a week for free to see if it works for you. It did for us.
so comms, eh? Gross. Well, I was just <laughs> in the spirit of collaboration yeah. and having just walked in your brilliant, beautiful studio, you should see Colin's studio here, folks. I like, my eyes lit up. I was like a little kid when I walked into this, this studio. There's like sparkly lights and plants and amazing, <laughs> really cool art. And uh, it just looks amazing. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about, but I just wanted to set the scene. So I picked Thank up you. his book. He's also got a book. He's probably got a few books, actually. Is more one of uh, book? I don't just, know what we've got these days. Yeah, we've got, got two main ones. We yeah. said just now, Growth and Launch. So, yeah. so I've got his book in my hands yeah. right now, Podcast Growth. Should Thank I go you. and switch on the Jingle Bells music now? <laughs> <laughs> gifts, yeah, gifts for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> we're rocking up for Christmas and there's a brilliant book in my hands here anyway <laughs> podcast growth how to grow your podcast audience so Colin that's what I would like because we were actually just going to have a meeting about this today yeah. but why not record it as a podcast yep. so we have now built our podcast and mm-hmm. um, we've got lots of episodes and masterclasses and mm-hmm. interviews with folk up online now so far we haven't done a great deal in getting it out there mm-hmm. other than putting it out on our social media yeah. channels yeah. but nothing really more than that but already we've started to have people get in touch with us. Mm-hmm. So the proof of concept is there and we've yeah, had yeah. people from overseas and we've had people locally, both mm-hmm. about strategy and both about your business as well. Cool. So that's great because we've not done much yes. really. So there you go. It's working. What else do we need to do though? If we really want to push this, like how do we really get this podcast out there and what is like good practice for podcasting? Yeah. I think, I mean, the the good practice for podcast growth in the first place is figuring out the the target and the plan and the strategy behind it. And you guys did that. So, you know, the audience you're looking to tackle, you, you know, you're looking to reach the, you know, the subjects you're going to talk um, to cover, the questions we're going to answer, the problems you're going to solve, all that stuff. Like that's the key. But once you've got that, I always think it's good to start with quite a specific kind of very niche targeting. So I think, for example, we talked about the fact that I think a really good target for this show is actually local business in the first place. So Scottish entrepreneurial sort of ecosystem, um, because there's quite a few communities, like communities are always such a great way to get a show out there into the world, because if you can offer some value, the whole inherent thing behind a podcast is that you're going to offer value for free. Essentially you're teaching people, you're helping people, inspiring them. So if you have that resource and it's targeted at someone quite specific, there's a very specific problem that you solve. You reach out to any ecosystem that has people with that problem and then say, here's what we've got. Do you fancy doing a wee bit of a collaboration here? Collaboration again. So um, Entrepreneurial Scotland, for example, is one that keeps popping to mind for us. I think we could work with them to actually get the show out there. I love that. So hello, Entrepreneurial Scotland. Because <laughs> um, I also wanted to drill down into what you mean by community there. Are yeah. you talking about a digital community? Are you talking about like a group of people? I mean, the, the one people always jump to is a digital community, like a, a Facebook group. So if you go into a Facebook group and spend a few weeks just contributing and actually helping people and talking to people and being useful, then that earns you a bit of a right to actually start to tell them, oh, by the way, I just put out this podcast episode. Uh, yeah. You might like it because it's about what we talk about in this group. It doesn't cost anything, so I'm not promoting, but you still have to kind of earn that right. You can't just go in and post it. But even more valuable, I think, are those in-person ones like um, like Entrepreneur Scotland, like uh, even like HI, you know, um, Highland and Island Enterprise here. Like they've got a big membership of people that they talk to all the time and maybe we can create some resources for them. Okay, so hello Highland and <laughs> Island Enterprise. This is our common strategy working live. Yeah, Here we go. Exactly. We're developing it yeah. as we go. Okay, so that's a really good tip. So 
um, start niche actually. Really niche. Start niche, niche yeah, yeah. and build from there. Yeah. 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 The cool, the great thing about podcasting is that it works really because of that trust, because of that personality, because of that kind of action it drives. You can have a hundred listeners, and actually fifty of them all take whatever action it is you want. So, like, I, I know coaches who run a podcast and they have double figure listeners, which theoretically is rubbish. You know, people think, "Oh, I've only got fifty listeners. That's terrible," but it's not at all because. 25 of those listeners might pay for their services and they might charge like two and a half grand per month or something like that. Or you might just be a coaching service that charges like big projects or whatever. You don't need many clients to actually have a really good living with a show like that. So going niche in those early days is really, really valuable because you can be so targeted with who you, who you try and get in front of, which is makes it so much easier to do that growth, but it doesn't stop you kind of expanding out in future if you want to once you've kind of got that proof of concept once you've got that snowball rolling with that small group it can work really well have you got any examples of that working with like other podcast businesses or anything where you've seen the snowball effect i there's quite a few coaching ones so just individual teachers and mentors yeah. uh off the top of my head probably can't name any specifically but we've got a couple of posts actually i could i could give some links for the show yeah, notes that would actually be great. yeah yeah pop them below Indeed. i don't know what what we were popping yeah. them below but anyway put the yeah. links in the show yeah. notes can, can i ask a question from a different a different direction actually in mm-hmm. a way it's the it's kind of the outside in direction yeah. rather than the inside out direction so it's just the way my strange processes work i'm thinking of birdsong right and so if i'm if i'm walking through a woodland or something like that and i hear a bird yeah. say a blackbird I can home in on it and I listen to it and all that kind of thing. If though the world of podcasting has taken off, so it's like the dawn chorus and there's like billions of birds all over the place tweeting away, how do you find the one that you want to listen to? So that's where that niche comes in. That's where that question, that problem comes in and being really specific about who you're serving. Because if you're smart about that, and then you get yourself in front of those people, then you're a no-brainer to listen. Like if um, if you're a show about, uh, you know, how to help business in Scotland to thrive with strategy, then you get in front of Entrepreneurial Scotland's membership like that. And then everyone in there who's currently thinking about their strategy, they think, I'm in Scotland. I'm thinking about strategy. Yeah. Oh, this is a completely so like specific that, for me. That, that yeah. make it more and more yeah. specific. These triggers in their head that think, that's what I'm thinking about. That's what I'm thinking about. So that combination makes it even more specific. Um, and it just makes it a total no-brainer to listen. And it also means that you're creating, they call it a category of one. If you can get specific enough and niched enough, you create your own category. So there's no competition because no one else is doing uh, a business podcast for the Scottish business ecosystem about strategy, for example. So can I ask a, a, a very practical question? And mm-hmm. in the academic world, mm-hmm. as you know, if you're trying to, if you're doing a literature review and you're looking yeah. for something specific, yes. you'll put in like four or five keywords. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you do that to home in on specific pod, pod, yeah. podcasts? Yeah, podcasts. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, yeah. You can absolutely. Ah, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. So you can type in those search terms into whatever place you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple Pods, whether it's Spotify. Yep. Um, and yep. various other apps as well yeah yeah cool yeah I think I'm just like I've got your book here in front of me I was just looking at the, looking at the table of contents Colin and I <laughs> like one of the things that uh, just echoing what you've just said there that I 
bang on about quite a lot is uh, really understanding and connecting with your audience is step mm. one before you do anything. Yeah. And I'm, I want to steal this phrase in my consultancy stuff, if that's okay. For yeah. me. Please don't charge me for it. <laughs> Growing your audience by knowing your audience. And I just think that's Whoa. a beautiful bit of poetry there. A bit of poetry. Yeah. <laughs> that's lovely. Cool. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I love I love the kind of the continuation of that is the the whole concept around, you know, if you try to be for because the, the, the argument against what I've just said is that oh, but that means I've got a really limited audience. <clears throat> you know, my audience is quite small because I'm being so specific. But if you don't if you know your audience really well, you as in they're quite specific, then you know, yeah, you end up having this really, you know, really solid idea of who it is you're reaching. And it just makes it so much easier because if you're for everyone, you know, you're for no one, I think. Yeah. Because if, if you try and reach yeah. everyone, you reach no one because yeah. no one, everyone goes like, ah, pff, it's kind of for me, but not specifically. Yeah. But as soon as you know them, like you say, that's when they go, oh, it's definitely for me. These combination of three things I'm all thinking of. Yeah. And the thing of course is that your audience will have an audience. Yeah. They're all in yep. networks themselves, Absolutely. aren't they? Yeah. Okay, so that's like step one for us growing our comms plan mm-hmm. for this or for this podcast. And that is, you know, really go niche, first of all. Mm-hmm. So we are gonna do that. This is an experiment and we're gonna cool. come back and see yeah. how that goes. Yeah. You got another step for us? I mean, I think the the next step is I think you're planning to do a bit more social media and stuff like that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't think it works for everyone, but I think you guys could do it well because, well, you know that world, you've got Martha to help as well. Mm-hmm. Like that's often the problem with trying to do more repurposing mm-hmm. and social media is the time it takes. Um, and you kind of have to have somebody that is into it as well. Like I've tried to build our social media presence quite a few times over the last 10 years, but I just don't like it. I just no, hate I it. It's like I, I have to force think, myself. Do you, I, think, I don't know. I can't speak for all content makers, obviously, but I do think like, People love making content, but don't necessarily like getting out there either. Like you need the full compliment yeah, in your team, yeah, don't you? You need yeah, like that. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. So that, right. So, but I'm also thinking, I like this thing of like start small and niche because mm-hmm. it makes it feel manageable. You're not trying to climb the mountain in five seconds. You're taking it step by step. So I'm thinking about the folk in our team. There's myself, Donald, there's you. How do we make best use of our networks? to get this out there mm-hmm. like and who who could they be for example well I, I, you know i think i've mentioned this to you in the past this uh insight that i was given at a recent gathering where the, the person was saying that it's pretty clear that in networks revitalizing dormant connections is generally more productive than trying to establish new ones so we've 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 all got pretty big networks actually, and mm-hmm. sometimes I think putting out things on LinkedIn where you just treat your net you treat your entire network of whatever it is say yeah. a thousand people yep. as though it's a clump. That's not necessarily the best thing to do. There's probably people within these networks that you can get in touch with and say, yeah. "Hey, there's something in this that actually reminds me of something." we once worked on or blah, blah. So practically to turn that in, because that's a great point. And I think, and that's actually what we've seen with this, uh, with this podcast that folk have been getting back in touch with us as well. So practically to demonstrate how this works, could we each take an action to send an email or something, 10 people each Mm -hmm. in our networks, have a listen to the podcast. 
I don't, the only word yep. that I'm struggling with there is the practically at the start, because that means that we're going to have to do it, doesn't it? Yep. <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. It's, it's, no, it's great. There's real power in that, actually. It's one, of the, it's one of the tips in the book, actually. It's just, yeah, I, I don't even say 10 usually. I just say pick three. Like three. pick three, okay. three people that you think are super, super targeted for this. Three. Yeah. Um, could, could you two be two of mine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've only got one defined <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but if they would like one, just get in touch with me. Um, you can email yeah. yourself. Yes. Oh, on my mum. She's not it's on actually, email. It's, so yeah, we reach out that way and just pick a few people. Be quite specific and personal about it as well. It's not just a copy and paste. Like it's, we talked about this thing, which I know that you've experienced, you know, five years ago, maybe you'll help, you know, something actually that, makes it clear that you've thought about why you're sending it to them. Um, but equally, it's really powerful to do that on the show as well. So we should do that for future episodes. Like at the end of the episode, you just say, we don't have any ask apart from just pick one person that you know, a friend of yours that you think this is relevant to, or a colleague or whatever, and just tell them about the show. And that's Great. It. Well, why don't we do both today? So, so I'm going into producer mode here. So (laughs) by the end of today, folks, can we email each three people Uh with the podcast? Nice personal message. Get it out there. And we will also say, folks that are listening, share this with one person if you've enjoyed it. Please. Yeah, please do. It's, I don't, it, and we're kind of showing the way the sausage is made here, but actually I think that <laughs> <laughs> some people kind of rebel against asking for anything. It's like, it's too much, um, too salesy or something. Yeah. Um, or even being a bit kind of open about why. But I actually think it's quite, oh, it's quite okay to say, if you've enjoyed this show, you know, it's taken us uh, quite a long time to, put, we enjoy it. We love making this. So it's great to be able to chat to each other and produce it, but it does take a bit of time. So the way you can support us and kind of pay us back, if you've got any value out of this, is just to pick one person and share it with them. Um, and I think, yeah, if you're out there creating content, that does work quite well for us, certainly. Like creating a little bit of reciprocity, reciprocity, um, showing that there has been a bit of effort here. You have got something from this. So please, you know, pay us back just a touch. <laughs> great. Okay, let's go and do it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Excellent. We'll keep you posted, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that's it from us for just now, I think, isn't it? You've probably heard enough. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Everyone quite happy? How long have we been doing this? Wait, Dolph, we've been doing this now for 36 minutes and 25 seconds. Everybody, thanks for hanging in there. As always, thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us here at the Strategy Story Podcast. You can listen to this podcast anywhere they're available. You'll also find all the links and resources mentioned in the show notes below. Don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date with all our episodes.